This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luma. Hi, this is Molly at Westminster Police. Can I help you? Hi, um, I need you to come to my house. Um, my son wants to turn himself in. Oh, hey, Luna. Uh, fancy meeting you here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's always fancy. Here. It's fancy. Yeah. How you doing? Good. You? Uh, yeah. Just steady by jerks. Steady by jerks. Okay. What's that mean? I don't know. My grandpa used to say it. Steady by, steady by jerks? Steady by jerks. So basically, I think it means like you're kind of going down. You know, like how trains, when they move and they start, all cars are like kind of jam, jam, jam. And they're all moving forward, but they're kind of reflexing off of each other because none of them are moving up to speed yet. Oh, that's a cool. Yeah, I, I got one. Uh, the guys at the pizza place I used to work with, um, they'd say, you'd, you'd ask him how, how he was doing. He'd say, can't complain. Nobody listens. That's so sad, yeah. but so true. And then he'd say, he'd say, it's a great life if you don't weaken, man. Just don't get weak. <laughs> and then he died two years later, so. <laughs> of a heart attack. They, they found in his house, and they found that his cats had eaten him. <laughs> yeah, he was like 6'8". He was a black dude. from. He was in Vietnam at school teacher. I loved him, man. Gil. Shout out, Gil. Hey, Gil, did, did Gil uh, read Camus by any chance? It sounded like he had a real positive outlook on life. <laughs> What's Camus? What are you talking about? Camus, the writer, you know, he was always like talking about death and how like death's inevitable. I like how you say that like uh, everybody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> like, like you're talking about like Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> and don't do that. Hey, guess what? There is no Shakespeare or Camus in this whole oh. episode, so please don't turn it off, everyone. Thankfully. Yes, I'm tired. Man. Uh. I'm tired. I just got out of Thanksgiving here in Canada, and for whatever re- reason, everybody like they served up a potluck, and everybody brought potato-based products. Like, I'll, I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring the uh, pierogies. Oh, I got the uh, scalp potatoes. I got the sweet potato <laughs> pie. Oh, good. <laughs> Just everyone bought brought potato <laughs> products. Like, was there a meat involved anywhere? Well, we met up. That's as far as the meat meat went. <laughs> that was it. There was no turkey. There, no nah, man. There, uh, it was it was just something else. Something else, man. But oh but it, it, you know, I got to sleep for two days, so that that was good. Well, I got the question because currently we were talking earlier, you, me, and Kent, and you were like, well, it's, yeah, it's Sunday. And I was like, ah, it's Monday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and then thinking about it, I was talking to Jordan Bonaparte from Nighttime yesterday, and he was, which was Sunday, and he was saying, yeah, tomorrow is Thanksgiving here. And then I was like, wait a second, Jack celebrated it yesterday. Yeah. So we, did you celebrate it on the wrong we day? We screwed the whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a screwed up oh holiday, man. Thanksgiving's a screwed up holiday. I mean, what it is out here, and everybody throws in like that little cutting line of, oh, you're celebrating the death of all the Native Americans in your country or whatever. Well, what it really is, I mean, fine. That's not what we're celebrating, though, okay? I mean, not openly, but you can throw that dig in. But really what it is, is it's the celebration of the harvest. I live in a farm town. Everybody's been mm. working very hard, get, getting the crops in and stuff. And now you sit down and you appreciate everybody, uh, appreciate what you have, the bounty of your, your work, whether that be like 15 dead Indians in your field or <laughs> or a crop of, you know, corn. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's usually a, a really nice uh, time to get together with, with the people that you care about. And, and this was too, even though we celebrated like poor people 
in a Polish famine. I was going to say like poor Irish people, you know, all potato products. And yeah, I was going to ask you if you celebrate it similar to like America where half the people celebrate it, celebratory of the, you know, creation of America, all that. No, we don't celebrate that. Yeah, because the other half of Americans apparently... Uh, celebrated as a slave-running demonic holiday. Except the funny thing is both halves, even though they both celebrate it for different reasons, they do the same thing. They get together with family and they eat a turkey. <laughs> yeah, eat a turkey. Now, it's, so. you, know, you know what's funny about Thanksgiving? Well, not funny, but interesting about Thanksgiving. You know cranberries are always involved with, with Thanksgiving for whatever reason. Yeah. I know the reason. I think it was in the 17th century. Um, the French, at least over here in Canada, we came over on boats, and and, the, and uh, what was shared with them by the French was cranberries, and they called them little red apples. And when they ate these cranberries at this feast, they noticed throughout the, the rest of the year that they weren't as sick as they were before. And what it had done was it had staved off scurvy. There was vitamin C in oh. those cranberries. So then they sure. took that on as, as part of the tradition, and thank God for cranberries and pine boughs. You know what's funny about pine boughs? What? Is that... Back when the pir- pirates and people used to, you know, C- Christopher Columbus, all these uh-huh. fucking people, they um, sometimes, uh-huh. <laughs> they, these people sometimes <laughs> died on pine boughs uh-huh. of scurvy. It's fine. I, I, I get it. You're just doing what uh, you no, did last yeah, time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they, they would actually die of scurvy laying on a bed of pine boughs. And they could have turned those those pine needles into tea and drank it and got the vitamin C they needed to stave out the scurvy that was killing them. They were laying on the remedy. Huh. They were dying on the remedy. No. <laughs> That's ironic. That's seriously ironic. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, Irish people, because <laughs> I mentioned it, remember? Right. Like I mentioned, I was talking to Jordan yesterday for his show, Nighttime Podcast. Um, Who's French. Who's French, Bonaparte, right? Yeah. I and um short. I I came up with a bunch of questions, quiz questions for him, but then I forgot it's his show and he interviews me, so they didn't get to come up at all. But I'm I'm gonna ask you a couple quick quiz questions really quick. All right. And you try to get the answer. These are these are fun. They're Canadian quiz questions. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Do you know what city in Canada has more pubs? Than any other city in Canada? No, but it, it's probably in Newfoundland or Nova Scotia. It's probably out east. Halifax. Halifax, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yeah, 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 it has more pubs than anywhere in Canada. Guess what is closer to Dublin, Ireland than Victoria, BC? Newfoundland? H- Halifax. Oh, yeah. Nova Scotia. Crazy. All right, uh, here's one more, two more. So there's a park. There's a park in. I'm gonna get it. I'm, gonna, I'm about to get it. Two more. Okay. If you don't move. You get. <laughs> there's a park in Halifax called Point Pleasant, and it's rented by Halifax from the government for a couple dollars a year, and it has a 999 year lease. So I don't know who gets it after that, but <laughs> the park is. <laughs> Also, okay, one more. The largest explosion. This is this one's cool. This one's cool. I hope so. Because Hal- Halifax is like a coastal town, right? It's got a harbor and all that. Mm. Um, there, there was an explosion that happened in Halifax prior to World War II. Mm. Um, that was the largest man-made explosion in the world on the record until Hiroshima. 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 Nagasaki. Yeah. yeah um, yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. Anyway, <laughs> how, how did that? Why? why uh, anyways, let's move on. Okay, I'll tell you. It was a uh, two ships collided, and they were carrying all this stuff that exploded. <laughs> Kaboom! Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, if if that was on like um, like a ticker, and you could see like a scale of bomb to bomb, uh, that's a pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that thing blipped pretty high, right? On the yeah, it actually uh, created. Uh, what do you call those? Tidal waves? Yeah, tidal no, waves. No, I'm saying from the one that happened in Nova Scotia and Halifax to the one that happened in Hiroshima, that's a pretty big difference, oh. right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think it was a little larger. Uh, yeah, so. All right. All right. Well, yeah, hey, good talk. I, before the- I'll see you later, Yeah, man. good talk. Okay, love you. Uh, okay, um, before the call, I, I have a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. All right. If you could rob, steal, or hold up any place on earth without consequences- what would it be? What would it be for you? 
Oh, mine, you know, I thought about it a lot and then I realized I would probably steal all of the databases of all the expired domain names so that I could register the most valuable ones and then put them back up for sale, uh, make make money. I figured you, you know, had an answer. Kind That's of. a good answer. I just needed a little bit of time. Thanks. Uh, what about you? What, would you? Like Port Knox, maybe? No, or no, no, no. Knock no, over not, Halifax pubs? No, not much there anymore. Um, I think mm-hmm. what I would do is steal the hearts and minds of the entire human race for like a week. <laughs> they need Everybody needs a hard reset. I would just get in their heads and, and put them into a childlike state of, um, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Appreciation, <laughs> like that you appreciate what you have, like in life. Gratitude, 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 gratitude. gratitude. Okay, just for a week, so we could reset this thing. You know, everybody just feels so divided. Yeah, it's true. And I just, it's true. And, and, and that's always going to happen, and always has happened. I've been watching some debates from the past. I watched JFK debate uh, Richard Nixon, and the first thing that Nixon said after JFK did his thing was, I think we can all agree that Mr. Kennedy brought up some good points, and but this is what I have to say, you know? So he paid respect wow. to what he had just said, and first when he walks up to, he says, hello, Mr. Whoever the guy was that was moderating it, hello, Mr. Kennedy, respect, you know? Wow. And then was speaking to the people. And both of them were speaking to the people. They weren't attacking each other. They were speaking to the people, and it was about the people. And and I just really wish that we can kind of get back to that, not just with with our leaders. Um, and I'm talking about the, the United States, obviously, and clearly, um, you know, uh, I'm alluding to the, the what happened with Trump and, and Biden. But mm, yeah. I can't talk much. I got this guy who... I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, Trudeau, <laughs> who just like panders constantly and you just roll your eyes and turn it off. Yeah, all right. Nice haircut. Thanks for freeing the weed. But come on, guy. But So like it's <laughs> it, it would just be nice for a week. I just like to reset everybody, put them on some mushrooms, get them back out, uh, maybe feed a few, you know, f- get everybody up to snuff a little bit. Uh, see, it's difficult when you say you want to reset everybody right there because it's like we're only talking about North America or or, or Europe or well-to-do places. Mm-hmm. But you got to right. think about people who are in poorer countries as well. I don't know what to do about them. They're already pretty, well, you know, pretty humble. I'll tell you. I, you know what? If you were to reset everybody, those people would the, – the rising tide would lift all ships because those people in very high uh, third-world countries, second-world countries – Often, if you look at the governments of those countries, they are the reason that that country is left in poverty is because the, the government is despotic, um, meaning that they, they, they don't care about the wealth of the people or the success of the people. It's all about who's in power and how much power they can grab. So if you reset everybody, those powerful leaders and everybody would re- be reset as well. And so as a byproduct of that, the people would also uh benefit that'd be nice i think that we would come back to the same problems we'd have the same leaders at the same time yeah but for everybody to get that kind of childlike you know wonder about what's going on in the world i think we're really caught up in just you know this this back and forth this this bitching at each other all the time you meet someone who's got a different point of view than yours and you just kind of shut down you're they're not your friend anymore i hate that and it wasn't like that that's why i brought up the kennedy nixon thing it seemed like everybody even if you actually back then it was a rule that you wouldn't talk about politics or talk about religion because they knew that it was going to cause cause issues. But because now that we have the internet, mm-hmm. it's impossible to get away from it. Uh, and I'm and I'm brought to 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 this um, quote by Stephen King from The Stand when I think about that. And uh, it's this: it's love doesn't grow very well in a place where there's only fear. And I and I mm. and I think that that's what we're in right now. It's like everybody's acting like they're very cocksure and certain of their opinions and the way that the world should go, but we're very polarized and there's no love. We can't grow because we're afraid. We're afraid. We don't know where it's going to go. It's just, it's just, and and if we get that reset and just, just have this level playing field just for a minute, just for a minute, just take a breath and, and, and come back to, you know, when you get an argument with somebody that you care about and we should all care about each other and you come back to it and you, and you're, you're level headed again because you took those deep breaths and you're more willing to listen to their side and break it down a little bit uh, more patiently without jumping down their throat. I think we all need that right now. So that's what I'd hijack. 
the mindset, the hive mind of the human race. I like it. You know, we could kind of combine our two together and we just have to wait for the umbrella corporation to actually become a thing. Then I'll steal the database and then you reset their minds. Uh, Resident Evil shout out. Good job. All right. We got a call. Thank you. Yeah, we do. Today, we're going to hear a call that is associated with the heinous crime that was committed in Colorado back in 2012. Uh, this is a rough one. I've got one piece of bad news for you. Well, maybe not, because I don't know if we'll have any ads, but we're going to run an ad really quick. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why are we running it? I don't know. Because we got to pay the bills? <laughs> got to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Are you ready for me to hit play? Yeah. More than. All right. Here we go. Hi, this is Molly at Westminster Police. Can I help you? Hi, um, I need you to come to my house. Um, my son wants to turn himself in for the Jessica Ridgeway murder. Okay, what's the address? 10622 West 102nd Avenue. And what's going on there? Ma'am, can you hear me? He just confessed to killing her. I know. I, w- I want you to tell me what's going on. Can you tell me exactly what he said? That he did it, and he gave me details, and her remains are in my house. Did you see them? No. Is he there with you? Yes. Is he cooperative? Yes. How old is your son? 17. Hold on one second. What is your son's name? Austin Tate. Can you spell it? You said Austin? Mm-hmm. Okay, and spell his last name for me. As it is Sam, I-G-G. Okay, I understand that you're probably, you know, feeling pretty crappy right now, but I want you to know that you did the right thing. He, he, he did it. He just wanted me to call. He, he is turning himself in. Okay, do you think that he's going to be cooperative with the officers? Absolutely. Okay. And you, I just want to verify you're at 10622-102 Avenue. Yeah. Do you think that Austin would talk to me? Will you talk to him? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Hello. Is this Austin? Yes, it is. Hi, Austin. This is Molly at the Westminster Police Department. Hi. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on right now or how you're feeling or, or how did this come about? Uh, I, I, I don't exactly get why you're asking these questions. I murdered Jessica Richway. Okay. There is, I have proof that I did it. I, there is no other question. You just have to send a squad car something down here, and right. I will answer all the questions that you want to ask okay. or anyone wants to ask of me as soon as you just, you got to get down here. Okay. Austin, I have a police officer that that's going to come over to your house, okay? Can you tell me what part of the house that her remains are in? Underneath the house and across this. Okay, did you know Jessica before this? No, I did not. Are you going to school anywhere? We're at the whole community college. And you're 17? Yes. Okay, Austin, can you tell me your date of birth? January 17th, 1995. Okay, I want I want you to know that you did the right thing, okay? And I do have a police officer that's on the way to talk to you. Okay. Do you have any weapons in your house? I do, but I plan to use absolutely none of them. I will be sitting in my front room when the police officer arrives. Or I'll be right next to my mother. I have knives in my room, um, and we own a few guns, but I'm, I'm giving myself up completely. There will be no resistance whatsoever. Okay. Have you committed any crimes like this before? 
Um, I mean, are, do you have a criminal history of any sort? The only other thing that I have done that before this was the Kentner Lake incident where the woman got attacked. That was me as well. And other than that, the only criminal history I have is a speeding ticket. Okay. Do you have a car? I do. What kind of vehicle do you have? Jeep Grand Cherokee. What color is it? Golden. Is it at your house? Yes, it is. Okay. All right, Austin. Well, I guess the police. No, well, just like I said, I am sending you a police officer, okay? But but you have to understand that that you know we we take this stuff very seriously. And like I said, you did the right thing by calling. I would I would have to hope that you would take this serious because this isn't. I am I am over here. Please. I absolutely am taking this seriously. Can you can you please hurry up? I need to call his dad. Well, my phone. Ma'am, um, I understand you want to call your. I, I understand you want to call your husband, and I'm sorry, but I would like to keep you guys on the phone just until the officers get a little bit closer. Well, how far are they? Um, they're going to be there in just a few minutes. Okay, they're they're going to be there in just a few minutes. Can you? Can I get? Right, a, we can stay on the line, but do you have to keep asking questions? Okay, no, I don't. I don't. Can mom? Can I just get your name? My name is Mindy. And Mindy, do you have the same last name? Yeah. Okay. And what is your home phone number? I just have a cell phone. It's 303-260-9756. 303-260-9756? Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys did the right thing by calling, okay? The officers are almost there. I I won't ask you any more questions. Thank you. Okay, but like I said, I just I just need to keep you on the phone so we can have you guys come to the door when I tell you. Okay. And I'm going to ask you just to keep me on the phone. When I tell you to go to the front door, you and Austin go to the front door. The officers, you know, the officers are going to be be very careful, and they're going to work with you to, to take care of you and to take care of Austin, but as well as their officer safety, okay? Oh, I know. Can I, does, does your husband live there with you? It's my ex-husband. He lives in Parker. He lives in Parker. Okay. Is Austin still there with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't let him out of my sight. Okay. Where are you guys at in the house? In my room. Okay. Has Austin been diagnosed with any mental health um, mental health issues? Does he see a counselor or take any medications? He saw a counselor um, years ago okay. for um, porn. Okay. And we were talking, and we think that might have led to it, but I don't know. And what? I, I don't know. Okay. I can't breathe. Take some deep breaths for me. Do you want me to start you an ambulance? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay, what just happened? I opened the window. What's that? I just opened the window. Okay. I need air. Okay. Mindy, are you sure you don't need an ambulance? I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Take, take some deep breaths for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you, you know, you, you understand that I am taking you seriously, correct? I would hope so, yes. Okay, well, I definitely, I definitely am taking you serious, okay? Like I explained, like I explained several times, we're going to, you know, I have officers on the way. They've been on the way since you called, okay? And, and due to the serious nature of this incident, like I said, we're just going to, we're just going to make sure, you know, that, that 
we get this taken care of the right way. We're not we're not going to hurt you. We're not going to hurt Austin. All right, we're going downstairs to get some water. You're going downstairs. Is that the main level? Yeah. Okay, and Austin's going with you. Yeah. Okay. Get a bottle of water, Austin. I'm going to And Austin told me he's going to, he's taking like classes at community college. Yeah. Okay, what kind of classes is he taking? <laughs> to be a mortician. He wants to be a mortician. Okay. All right, Mindy, you said your cousin, your ex-husband lives in Parker? Yeah. Okay. Hold on for me just one second, okay? Okay. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. I'm watching what mom is talking Is there anybody else in your house? No, I had my sister come over okay. and get my younger son. Okay. So he, so your younger son's gone right now? Yeah. Okay. And it's, and it's just you and Austin there? Yeah. Okay. And are there any dogs in your house? No, just cats. Okay. And do you have the front door unlocked? Is the front door unlocked? Oh. Probably how it is. Mindy, I just, I just want you to answer this. Do you want, do you want an officer to knock and meet you at the front door, or do you want them to come in, or would you like to step outside? I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the door right now. You're gonna open the front door right now. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're not quite there yet. Yeah, they're not there yet. Okay. And I, I want can you. Can you hold on one second? It's my sister. Can I, can I tell you one thing really quick? The officers yeah. that are coming to your house are not going to be in uniform. They're in plain okay. clothes, but they have badges. Okay. Okay. So you can be the FBI. Um, it's it's not the FBI, but it's some of our plain clothes officers here at Westminster. Okay. Okay. So it's it's not it's not an FBI agent, but it's a plain clothes officer from Westminster. Does he know? Okay. The stairs right here. Here's the what? We're going to sit on the stairs. You're sitting on the stairs? Yeah. Can I answer the other line? Okay. If you feel that you need to do that. Okay. If I hang up, you can call me back because I'm not sure I know how to use call waiting. Okay. Well, would you feel comfortable? Do you have another phone that you can talk to your sister? Um, this one, can I answer it because she has my other phone, okay? Okay. Okay, hold on. You're Hello? Hello? I'm still here with you. Okay. Mindy, oh. is, is yeah. Austin a white male? Yes. Okay, what color shirt is he wearing? I don't know. What color is this? Gray? Gray, stripe, light gray and dark gray, stripes, horizontal. Okay. And hold on one second, okay? Do I have an officer on scene? <laughs> Mindy, take a couple deep breaths for me, okay? Is Austin still there with you? Okay, you guys are hugging. Okay, you you definitely did the right thing. You told me when the officers get there, they're coming to your front door. Okay. I don't see them. I don't see you, them. You don't see them? No. And you're at the front door? Yeah. Okay, they're they're on their way, and like I said, they're playing clothes Westminster officers. There's nobody here. <laughs> And Mindy, I want to say one more time, 10622 West 102 Avenue. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Are you still at the front door? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're walking up to your house. Okay. They, for their for their safety reasons, they park down the street and they're walking up. Okay. And like I said, they're going to be plain clothes. They're not FBI. Okay. They're Westminster police officers and they're coming to help you. We're going to get this all sorted out. Okay. I don't see them. You are? I don't see them. You don't see them yet? No. Do you have a front porch light on or anything that I could make sure that they go to? Yeah. Your front porch yeah. light is on? What Austin? Okay. Are you still with Austin? Yeah. Okay. What is... <laughs> are you are you with the officers or what just what no they're not here okay is Austin still calm is how is his demeanor no, right now hurry up. I'm trying to get them to hurry okay like I said we we're getting officers there as quickly as we can is Austin okay with you right now? Yeah, he's just getting really anxious and oh. so am I. Okay. They're here. They're coming up. They're coming up to the door? Yeah. Okay. Do you see do you see the plainclothes officers and their badges? Yeah, they're here. Okay, I'll let you go speak with them, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? We're back. That was. We're back. That was hell. That was living hell. That was hell on several levels. The 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 initial news, like what that mother had to do, like for her son, yeah. to her son, uh, the, the the whole cir- the circumstances is horrific. But that operator, and I get shit for this, but that tone. That constant, almost patronizing tone, and she probably doesn't mean it, but it's like, okay, okay, we we take this very, very seriously, yeah. okay, okay, like shut monotone. up, just yeah, just be with her in this moment, just be like, you're doing the right thing. That's good. That's good to say. Okay, this must yeah. be very difficult for you. You know, keep your voice down. Don't don't make this into like this big hoopla about you i know you're in a moment now too lady 911 operator you're in a moment too right and you're probably amped up about it too and but you could really feel that it was it was it was excruciating it was i don't know what was what was more excruciating or more um difficult to hear was or, or to feel was 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 what the mother would have to feel in in those moments or what the mother was feeling having to endure that badge rig from the operator. Yeah, it was like she had taken a bunch of lewds before her shift. She was oh. just very monotonous, very... Oh, my you know? God. It, uh, it, anyways. It reminded me of that, you know, that scene from Austin Powers where that steamroller's like a thousand feet from the guy and he's like, no! And the steamroller's just coming at like... <laughs> zero miles an hour that's what her voice felt like it's like it's never gonna end and it's not coming quick enough you know just like it was so terrible okay okay flip side of that situation right yeah let's get to the crime let's let's get some relief here at this point i'll just from a date stamp standpoint at this point 911 dispatchers have been dealing with calls regarding the 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 missing girl, ten year old sure. Jessica Ridgeway, mm-hmm. for eighteen days. Yep. Every dispatcher is probably anticipating and fearing that they're going to get that call that connects the dots. You know, um, so I can't one. I can't imagine that. Two. You know, it's pretty it's pretty rare what's happening here though. Too. Like I, the only way I can relate to it is when I was a kid. I remember stealing a whole bunch of bonkers. Do you remember what bonkers were? I don't know if you yeah, had the candies. Yeah. I, I had a whole bag full of them. I came home and my mom found them. And I said it was this guy, Max. His dad worked at the factory and he gave them all to me. And then Bonkers is an American company. So there's no way he worked at the Bonkers factory. So so we're going to have to talk to the people at the pharmacy. But such, my mom didn't end up doing it. 
It was kind of like that, like like the mom having to call in her son if my mom had to call the pharmacy on yeah. oh, no, a much higher level. But then if the pharmacy right. had to an answer and said to my mom, okay, okay, <laughs> we're, we're glad you called. You did the right. I know I did the right thing. It was difficult to do this right thing. I'm putting my son in jail for the rest of his life. I know I did the right thing. I'm not saying I didn't do the right thing. Okay, so answer me this. For First, I will preface it with, I know people that are on both sides of this fence. I know a woman. She's now probably in her 60s, a very affluent woman. She recounts this story as if nothing's wrong with it. Mm. She recounts a story about one time when she was a child, young child, with her mother in a situ- situation similar to yours, where she was at a a food a, a food store, okay. and she stole candy. The mother left the store and saw that she had stolen the candy, and the owner of the store saw it at the same time and came out and accused, said, "I don't think you paid for that candy." Mm. And the mother, the mother of this lady that I know, she defended her daughter, mm-hmm. excoriated the owner, and they walked away. And to this day, for all of her affluence and logic and college degrees, this woman says, I'll never forget that my mom had my back. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? That's the moral, moral to this. So my question to you is, like, think about it for a second. If your kid committed a crime what person are you would you have the cojones to do what that mother did in this case and call on your own child yeah it's a good question and and sorry quickly to go back to what you just said there um yeah like you 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 if you lie so much to your your parents about saying that situation and they're like hey are you Mm -hmm. telling me the truth i'm gonna back you up 100 percent." and that person saying like to this day I, my, you know, yeah. my mom had my back. It's like, well, you lied and you made your mom look like a fool. She she knew that the mother, that's the crazy thing about that story is she knew that her mother was lying for her. Yeah, that's terrible. And that's what she got out my of it. She, that's back. the way she translated it. Yeah. That's not she, it. You, she you, was like, yeah. But anyway, it's terrible moral. It is terrible. Anyway. It's, but to go to this, um, yes, I hope, sorry, that I would have. The moral sense to do that because clearly my child would have a problem at that point and that was heartbreaking in the beginning before i got so pissed off about the way that the operator was was behaving towards her there exasperating the situation it felt like i hope so it's terrible what she's having to do there her son had killed a little girl and cut her up into little pieces is that not what has happened here yeah and she's yes oh my god man if my son told me that he did that and oh yeah also i attacked that woman that they were worried about previous to that as well it's like oh my god kid stand here i'm just gonna hug you for the last time yeah right freely and and we're gonna have to wait for the cops to come i'm sorry man you got problems and, and i let you down somehow I, I, I we got we got to get you in somewhere though i think the world is divided in that there's probably a large portion of society that would bury the body and just oh, let it go. Not me, man. You know? Not no, not in that situation. If he's if he's broken up about it, and he's like, I cut her up, and I did this, and it feels like he felt like he was out of control, and he and he um, shared that with his mother. If my kid came to me and said, I just killed that little girl, and I cut her up in pieces, and I attacked somebody else, and and I, I'm just at a loss as to the reasons why I, that I did this. It's like, come here, man. We got it. We got to get you. We, we got to get you out the streets, kid. <laughs> I'll tell you this, and this is I. I uh, when this kind of thing happens, you know, you always kind of question, or at least the question comes up: how much, how much predetermination might the parents have had that this kid was troubled? You know, um, mm-hmm. and so I found the search warrant, uh, the results of the search warrant for the searching of his house and his car and the property, and it reads, I, it's crazy. It it not only tells you what they collected from the scene, but like where it was and it would be one thing if everything they found that was like incriminating was found in his room like hidden or under his bed or something like because then you could kind of say okay this is a this is a situation where a mother just never went in his room Mm -hmm. you know just he was a loner and she just didn't touch that right but holy cow this 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 uh evidence voucher reads like they searched a cartel member's house Mm -hmm. Uh, the basement, his room, the car, the pool house, every place had had stuff that there's just, in my mind, 
I, I cannot, I, there is so much of me that just my heart breaks for this woman. But I, you walk around that house, there would be signs everywhere that you're, you're dealing with a child that is, has a lot of problems. Adam Lanza, remember, who did the uh, yeah. Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting? Maybe his mother would have made a phone call similar to this if he hadn't have killed her. Yes, I think so. I do. And okay, being somebody that, like, I've never been to jail. I've never done a lot of things that, so my, my reflex, oh, I guess my shut up reflex. I don't, did I talk to you about the word shut up when I was a kid or was that? No, your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> or my therapist. Or uh, When I got on the bus the first time as a kid, I was mortified because every kid, it seemed on the bus was saying shut up. And I was so shocked because to me, that was a bad word in my house. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Suddenly I was just in this environment that was just so caustic. Mm-hmm. And I think that what happens is when it's not part of your daily life, you know, certain things you're like, you see somebody else living a certain way and you're like, oh my gosh, how could you, oh gosh, how could you let your child? But when it's something that happens all day long, every day, Mm -hmm. uh, and you're around it, your sense of, uh, you get desensitized to it. You get desensitized to it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay. Well, all right. So, okay. Let me give you a little bit of what's going on here. Oh my God. So back. We're off track. Yeah. Yeah, this is a heavy duty one, but man, and I got to be honest, when I was researching this, there was 30 ways to get into this. And Take one then. All right. So back in 2012, 17-year-old Austin Sig confessed to his mother, like you heard, that he had killed a 10-year-old girl 18 days prior. So news of this girl had just blown up all over the local news. It was making international coverage. And she was last seen walking to school. After a week-long pursuit of any suspects they could find or anybody that had any information, every parent, obviously, in the whole area is just haunted by this. It's a suburb of Denver, Colorado. Austin turns himself in to his mom, you know, and then subsequently to the police. It was only a few minutes' walk from Jessica Ridgeway, the 10-year-old girl, from her front door to her school. And the whole way that she walks, it's protected by neighbors almost the whole way. She met her friend in a park every day to walk to school. Mm -hmm. A very secure situation, you know. So this little blonde-haired girl with glasses never felt uneasy. Neither did anyone in the community, you know. It's a very safe community. That was until... Memorial Day of that same year, so several months earlier, when a woman was attacked while jogging, the attacker actually tried to use homemade chloroform to subdue her, but she struggled free and was able to make a 911 call herself shortly after the attack. Put a pin in this, that I can't get the 911 call for that attack. Hmm. That'll come in handy here in a minute. Uh, Okay, so since then... People were told to take more caution when jog or walk with friends or companions. And, you know, it kind of put everybody on point a little bit. Then, several months later, in early morning October, Jessica Ridgeway was not present at roll call at school. This is in 2000, 2012. This is fairly, fairly recently. Too. Yes, 2012. Eight years ago. So her teacher calls her mother, Sarah Ridgeway, to let her know that Jessica hadn't arrived at school. Jessica's mother missed the call. She was asleep because she had just finished a late night shift and she didn't get the message that her daughter went missing before school for eight hours. So as soon as everybody is aware of the situation, the missing persons report was filed, Amber Alert was issued, and the investigation kicked off immediately. Two days later, after literally hundreds of people are scouring every inch of the area, Her backpack was found about six miles away from their home. Mm. And then on October 10th, they found her body and began a homicide investigation. Where where did they find her body? I don't want to get ahead of you. Do you know where they- In a field. In a field. In a field, yeah. Uh, um, And which which also, you know, is, is an additional thing to note because he said that there are her, her remains were yep. in the crawl space of his house. That's because not all of her was intact. That's why. Initially, Jessica's pa- parents were actually the main suspects in the murder, but they were 
pretty quickly cleared and the search continued. The community was literally, it just reached a fever pitch. They were outraged at how long it was taking. How could this girl go missing, you know, with no trace? In the middle of all that, there's this other mother who is facing a very difficult decision. Mindy Sig, the one that made the phone call, she knew her son, Austin, was somehow involved with her disappearance. The Sigs lived close to Jessica Ridgeway. Austin had once attended Jessica's elementary school. He's 17 years old, right? Yeah, 17. So he's definitely not like classmates with her. Right. She made the call after Austin had confessed to killing her. He was arrested on October 23rd, and he allegedly consented to be interrogated by investigators for six hours. And in that time, law enforcement officials said he confessed in detail to uh, both abducting her and killing her. DNA evidence was also found positively linking him on the evidence that was found in the crawl space of the home, even though they had found the body elsewhere. Um, oh, well. You got tripped up there, huh? Yeah. It's a it's a heavy one. Yeah, they found the body before he had confessed. They found it out in the in a field, but elements of her body Oh elements. Gotcha. Yeah. In the report it's actually called DNA remnants, which would indicate that some part of her was He took a trophy. Yeah, something was in the crawl space. Ugh. Um Sorry, collecting my thoughts here. Um, yeah. Trying to get a little choked up, to be honest, uh, you know, trying to get, get through this. But um, My instinct is to start joking, but I just can't about that. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, it's a hard one. He was also accused in the attempted murder of the jogger. So those, those two cases were solved with his confession. He, interestingly, all of his high school friends described him as a total sweetheart. He was described as a teenager that was well-liked and very smart. Uh, he he did leave high school and got a GED, and the, but then he started taking college classes, ironically, to be a mortician. Yeah, I heard that on the call. Made me yeah. laugh a little bit. Classmates at, at the community college where he was did not have a favorable opinion of him, though. Like, one girl that was in his psychology 101 class said he was extremely creepy. But those kind of opinions are kind of painted after the fact when people are asking what this person was like, you know? Sure. So who knows? He was scheduled to go to trial. And two days before his trial, he officially pled guilty to the murder as well as the attack on the jogger. In Colorado, a first-degree murder plea carries a sentence of 40 years in prison before he's even eligible for parole. He pled guilty to all the charges without a single concession, and uh, that was even against the advice of his own attorneys. But he did that and was was convicted. When when do you think he'll be out? So he's 17 years old when that happened. He's been in jail now, I guess, for, for like eight years, right? Um, when do you think he'll get out? You think he'll get out by the time he's 50 years old? Here is a great question. You could ask anyone on the planet that question, and everyone would tell you this. I don't know. Here's why. This case was only known about because reporters were camped out in the building at the same time the proceedings were occurring. They didn't know about this case until they were sitting there in the courtroom during the proceedings. It was secreted. Had it not been for them being there to watch and hear every upcoming associated court date at the end of every day and to record the goings-on, we would not know about this case. It captured the public's attention, but had it not been for the reporters who had just happened to be there, the world wouldn't have known about it. You know why? Because he was a juvenile. No. Crazy enough. He was tried as an adult. Oh. But, okay, here's why. Remember how we talked on past episodes about websites where you can, like, track a prisoner's sentence? Yep. Like, where they are in the prison system, when they get released, even get alerted if they get released? Right. Okay, so I'm going to introduce you to a new term called suppressed cases. This deserves a whole episode on its own. Okay, so a suppressed case is different from a sealed case. And sealed cases are sealed by a judge, but that case is accessible only by the judge. Any utterance about a sealed case in a formal fashion, like 
by a judge or a lawyer or any government entity is actually illegal. However, a suppressed case is even creepier than that. In Colorado, more than 6,700 civil and criminal cases have been restricted from public access since 2013. They're usually suppressed by the judges who have agreed to a request from prosecutors or defense lawyers to shield them. So the lawyer on one side says, judge, could you suppress this case? Which means it literally goes in a dark hole and doesn't exist again. Mm-hmm. After that, no one can talk about it. It's It, it just disappears. Um, can you think of a thing that may be a corrupting factor? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, you know, could a judge ever be maybe paid off to suppress a case, especially when the count is over 6,700 since 2013? Of course. It probably happens all the time. All the time with rich kids and things like that. I'm sure I'm sure it happens all the time. This is insane. I've never even heard of this case myself. I'm sure other people have. <clears throat> but the fact that it almost completely went underneath even your radar <coughs> is, is scary to think how many others have. Yeah, this the crazy thing about this is everything we know about this case, which is law, a lot— is because we were we were tuned in to be there at during the trial, which you can't suppress the trial, but the court case itself after the fact, all the details of the case and everything. If you're not there to hear it, it's never going to be heard again. It's like being in jail in a tower in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Okay, so of those 6,700 civil and criminal cases, 3,076 are still under suppression orders that keep the details away from the public. And 345 of those are felony criminal cases. So with a little bit of digging, it's been discovered that suppressed cases in Colorado include a board member of and a part owner of the Broomfield Academy, a Colorado private school where tuition is just a mere $24,000. It's a K through middle school for $24,000. This guy who was a board member and part owner, was charged and convicted of felony sexual assault of a child and misdemeanor child abuse, in which prosecutors requested and received a suppression order to avoid publicity. That school is still in full swing. People pay to have their kids there, and no one knows about this. The case remains suppressed. So, you know, if your kid goes there, or if you're a Colorado citizen, or if you're a human with a brain. You should be very worried that such a case is completely hidden, locked, sealed, burned, and thrown down a deep, dark pit. Also, how about an Adams County School Board member who was eventually convicted with attempted uh, with attempting to lure a child for sex? <sighs> this one blows my mind. The judge ordered the suppression at the very beginning of the trial without anyone asking for it to be suppressed. Why? Yeah. The judge, quote-unquote, had concerns about releasing information. Huh. Yeah, because it might affect the family in some way. Or the city, or the county. I, I run into this quite a bit in my personal life that, that I've seen just through jobs that I've, I've worked and things like that where kids have been molested and they get the, yes. the right social worker working with them and it's like hey you can you can get you can cash in on this like you can sue them you can you know you can go to court for this and and then it is settled at a court they're like okay well I'll give you 50 grand to shut up about it and it and it happens all the time but this is this is on a higher level yeah for as much shock as I'm throwing at this there is probably some positive cases that have been suppressed but just that the option to suppress which is a violation of constitutional rights, it's being argued as as such. Is this really, I mean, can you really do this? Can you just throw something in a deep, dark hole? Which is the reason that I'd even bring up something like double jeopardy, Yeah, you know? Gotcha, sure. Or felony murder charges, because felony murder charges allow a court to say, hey, you attacked, robbed, raped, and killed a woman because you did three things that aren't murder and one thing that was murder they can rename the other three things, attack, robbery, and rape, as felony murder charges. And then you get a, you get hit with four murder charges, even though you only murdered one person. Gotcha. So all this stuff is like, holy cow, the law can actually really put you away 
in a dark place forever in a lot of different ways. Blows my mind. Uh, all of it does. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's a mouthful. Uh, are you done? Yeah. Well, pretty much. Okay. Really quick. Can you guess whose case remains suppressed to this day? Yours? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but yes. You seem to know a lot about this. I seem to be very angry about it. I seem to be angry about this, mommy bloggers. It's like I almost have like personal experience with certain things. I brought, I brought up like kids being molested and like you can get them for 50 grand. And like, yeah, well, sometimes it works out and that's okay. But this is not okay. <laughs> like that hit too close to home. Yeah. Like I somehow have a $50,000 bank account sitting there because it worked out for me. Yeah, but sometimes it works, <laughs> but most times it does not. Most of the time it's bad. <laughs> yeah, Austin Sig's case is still suppressed. The reporters were at the right place at the right time. That's why we know about this. But it still didn't keep the case, the court case, from being suppressed. So there is a massive amount of this that you will never see mm. because the court case is still suppressed. Also, there's some other ones in Colorado that are suppressed that you might have heard of. The uh, infamous witness killers, Mario Owens and Robert Ray, um, or the Aurora Theater shooter, Mm -hmm. James Holmes. He could be released, relocated, or anything having to do with them, and you would never know about it. You would never know about it. So, good job, Colorado, on this thing. Your judicial system officially sucks. Just, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. Well, I'm laying on a table all covered in oil and thoroughly <laughs> massaged. You got a happy end? You got a happy ending? I do. I do. Let's roll you over. Okay. Quick question for the happy ending. Man, I'm I'm wired after that one. That one, that one got me. Uh, yeah. Th- th- there's so much there. I mean, I covered like one angle. We've covered one angle of it, you know, and there's just so many angles to that case. But yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you, you're excited. <laughs> it's really you're hard. flushed. My eyes are kind of ticking back and forth like I've been spinning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so how many accidental calls per day do you think a 911 dispatch center for an average-sized city takes on average, would you say? An average-sized city? Let me think. Yeah. I, I would guess... Ac- accidental... Oh, accidental? Calls, I'm but, sorry. But dials. Oh, okay. But dials. Oh, sorry. Okay. I don't know. 50? Yeah, really close, actually. 50 to 80, depending on the size of the... But the average is 50 to 80. How many of those uh, do you think they get from people who think they have a problem, but it's not actually an emergency? Uh, 50. Uh, 30. 30 to 50, actually. Yeah. Good Good guess, again. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's listen. 100% is what I was trying to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> All of them are useless calls. All right. Let's, uh, let's listen to a call that took place about a pretty serious break that could have put someone in the hospital under just the right conditions, okay? Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just doing my job here, okay? Okay. No, it's good that it's good. It's good that it's good that you. It's good that we're having this call. Okay. You did the right thing. Okay. <laughs> what what color's your kid? Okay. Oh, what shirt are you wearing? <laughs> oh, that's good. Me too. Okay. Just hang in there. Are they there yet? No. Okay. Is there cool. anybody else in the house? Smell the small of their neck. Is there a fragrance there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What'd you go to school for? <laughs> oh, mortician. Oh, that makes sense. Hi. He's a self-starter. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Well, let's hit play on this happy ending now, shall we? Yeah. Here we go. Hello, ambulance. Patient breathing. Hello, I need some advice, darling, please. Is the patient breathing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right, patient. I just need, I just need some advice. What advice is it that you need? Um, I've got a box of eggs in the fridge. One of them was cracked. And I moved the eggs off the lid of the box. Moved the eggs. And the box has been open in the fridge overnight. Okay. And you keep your box of eggs open in the fridge. This is the ambulance service. We can't advise you about eggs, I'm afraid. Who can we ring? Okay, it's, it's not 999. This is the ambulance service. So it was a serious break. Whoa. <laughs> and it could have put somebody in the hospital. But, you know, the likelihood. 
<laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're explaining to me what was said on the call because I didn't understand a word. Like that accent. It's it, like they always sound like there's a problem. There's always a problem. So, and and uh, I just I didn't even know if there was an emergency or if she was calling her boyfriend to come. You know where where are they gonna have dinner tonight? I did not know. Okay, so yeah, the girl calls because she left the box of eggs open in the fridge and open all night and she was worried about the eggs Didn't being hear like exposed <laughs> so I did not hear any of that she was she said that one of the eggs was broken so she wasn't sure if the eggs were <laughs> good Okay. All right. You know, it's called call poison control. A- anyone that's listening, if your eggs break and you're wondering about the the safety of your food, a buy more eggs or two call poison control. Okay. Anyway, well, that's all I've got today. I, I'm so amped. I feel like I should talk more, but I feel like uh, everyone's pretty much done with this one. So done. All right. <laughs> Jugs, everyone. Hey, we can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Somehow. We seem to be building this weird family that can't get enough hugs. It means so much to us. Because of our supporters, we've been able to bring even more great stuff for your earballs. We know you've heard of what we think is the best $5 tier on Patreon. There, you get the Dark Calls podcast, live video stream chats with us, and other fun stuff like early bird previews of our new upcoming podcasts, like True Crime Kent. Check out the pilot episode now over there. But we have also been able to create a whole new tier of content and goodies called Tier 13. In addition to all the $5 stuff, you get an exclusive podcast called Dead Time Stories, written and spoken as only the masterful Jack Luna can. Based on true events, these stories drop you into some riveting scenes, and then they rip you right out again before they can keep you forever. Also, on Tier 13, you get the free store. That's right, it's a free store. We're working hard to launch our store for everyone, and supporters at the $5 tier get a 25% off code that they can use anytime. And Tier 13 supporters get a code that makes stuff free. That's right, any two items, every four months, you can come and just take it. Well, we'll probably ship it to you unless you're my neighbor, Gary. And Gary... If you're listening, I need my hoe back. So much thank yous to you, everyone. So much hugs.